Hey everybody, welcome to The Edge Podcast by MGR, your host David Gill here. I hope everybody's having a fantastic week as always. I certainly am. This week we are talking about two uh, major things, one in the travel industry and one in the chips industry. And no, I'm not talking about the ones you eat. Uh, we're talking about how Intel is falling behind, but we'll get into that a little later. We're going to start off with Airbnb. The big thing they did this week was got rid of the 20% guest fee that they normally charge guests when you book an Airbnb. They're removing that completely and increasing the fees for Airbnb hosts. I'm going to talk about why that's kind of a big deal and the strategy behind it and what it means for the overall online travel space because uh, things are really heating up quickly. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say that uh, we have a new weekly newsletter. Uh, we already had one. If you are not subscribed already, you're missing out. The Friday Fun Pack, that was the one we already have, and a lot of people like it. We get get a lot of great feedback on that. It's just a weekly uh, Friday thing in your inbox with some interesting information uh, on tech business marketing uh, and some fun facts for you. But anyways, you can subscribe to that if you want to. That's the one we've been doing for a while. But we have a new one uh, for Amazon and e-commerce people. It's called Amazon Weekly. Um, So if you're in the Amazon space, I highly recommend that you subscribe to that one because it's going to have tons of news and information for sellers. Uh, to basically stay ahead and keep an edge, uh, just like the edge uh, on Amazon. We're, we put a lot of effort into it to make sure that it's very valuable to you. I was, I've was i been wanting to do it for a while, and we finally were able to, and I'm really excited about it. We got great feedback. The first one went out last week, and uh, I didn't mention it on the podcast, but I wanted to mention it now. So if you wanted to subscribe to either of those, uh, just go to mgredge.com slash join. I'll also put the link in the show notes for you. That's mgredge.com slash join. And uh, you can just throw in your email and you'll be subscribed and you'll get that in your inbox. So anyways, that's my quick announcement. Let's get into today's episode. You ain't got no money. I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. All right, let's talk Airbnb. So as I said, they replaced, basically their old um, pricing model was that uh, guests paid 20% um, on top of whatever the cost of their stay was. And the hosts would also pay at like a 3 to 5% fee. So that was basically how Airbnb made their money uh, for providing the platform. And now they are changing that or they are adding a new option, which is basically no guest fee and 14% fee for hosts. Um, basically, hosts get to choose which pricing model they want to use, either charge the guest 20% fee and only take a 3 to 5% fee themselves, or take a 14% fee. Um, you can see that there's pros and cons to this, and it's a choice, but it really doesn't seem like a choice. You know, it's kind of a, ch- a choice in the same way that, you know, uh, Toyota is a great company, and they could start charging $100,000 for the Toyota Corolla, 
But that doesn't mean that people are going to actually pay $100,000 for the Toyota Corolla. You know, that's that's an option. It's an option they have. They could price it at that. But I don't think they would be selling very many at that price. And it's kind of the same thing. If you have, if you're a host and you choose to keep the 20% guest fee to reduce your own fee, uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of guests that are going to want to stay with you um, when you have a bunch of other listings right nearby that don't have the 20% guest fee. So... Uh, it's a choice and it's not a choice, but they're leaving it there um, for, I guess, any host that want to stick with giving the 20% guest fee. But basically, this is Airbnb now shifting to a clear focus of acquiring more customers, not hosts. Um, they have plenty of hosts, and at this point, hosts for them are much more, just much easier to acquire. Um, because if you're a host, if you're someone who has an extra room in their house, or if they have, uh, or if you're leaving for say a few weeks and you want to rent out, you know, whatever, then you can, you know, that you can go to Airbnb already. That's kind of the, the main thing. They, they don't have trouble acquiring new hosts, but they still want to acquire many more customers because as you know, as successful as Airbnb has been and as big as they have gotten, they still have the majority of travelers out there that have not used Airbnb. So there's still a massive opportunity for them for growth. And they want to basically get these new customers. And so how do they go about doing this? What's what's their strategy here? Well, there's basically two ways that they have a unique advantage. Their, their, their biggest unique advantage is that unlike most of their customers, uh, biggest competitors, which is the online travel agencies, the OTAs, the Expedias, the Booking.coms, all of them, they spend significantly less on advertising than those guys do, specifically on search, right? The OTAs are actually the biggest search spenders on Google. They spend a ton of money for when you search hotels in San Francisco or wherever, they are bidding a ton of money to try to get you to click on their link. And now Google themselves have gotten into the mix and that's a whole nother story. Um, but basically, the point is that Airbnb has not had to spend that money because if you want to stay not at a hotel, but you want to stay in a house or in a extra room or whatever and save money, then you can do so uh, pretty much only through Airbnb. There are other options out there, but Airbnb has been the biggest by far. They have the most selection. They have the most famous brand for sure. And so that's why they haven't needed to spend nearly as much on search ads in particular. This has basically allowed them to spend a lot more on branding efforts than the other OTAs can just because, like I said, they instead of spending money on search, they can spend money there. Uh, and it also lets them undercut on price and basically say, listen, we don't have to spend much on advertising, so we're going to be able to have lower prices overall. Now, that's why they're cutting their guest fees altogether because they want to continue to lower their prices because option two, the second thing that they're trying to do to grow their customer base is now they're going to continue to add more and more hotels to the Airbnb platform. They acquired Hotel Tonight, a last minute uh, booking app. Um, that was a few months ago. I think I, I mentioned that on the podcast. And basically, that's a major sign that they're going to continue uh, 
to add hotels to the platform because they want to get more people to all those people who have never stayed with an Airbnb. If they can at least get them on the platform, even if they're still booking a regular hotel through Airbnb, one, obviously Airbnb's making money, but two, it gives them more exposure to the platform and maybe down the road, they actually will stay in an actual house or an extra bedroom or something like that. Um, so it's really trying to expand their ecosystem and just gain more users. And so how do you do that? You spend more on branding efforts and you lower your prices to make it even cheaper to stay with you. And then you widen your selection so that you have people who are still hesitant, still want to stay at a hotel and not necessarily in someone's home. Uh, they do that too. So those are kind of the strategies that Airbnb is looking at to try to grow and expand. But overall, uh, if you take a broader look at the online travel industry, I actually uh, thought the CEO of Agoda, Agoda is a major booking platform. Uh, and they're, they're pretty big in Asia. I believe they're a subsidiary of booking.com. But uh, he basically gave a good metaphor. He said that online travel is very much becoming like Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones, obviously everybody knows Game of Thrones, but if you don't watch it, I don't watch it, but I know the premise, you know, everybody's fighting for the Iron Throne and they're willing to kill each other and do whatever it takes to win the Iron Throne. And that's very much the same in the online travel industry. Everybody is fighting to the death to try to win the Iron Throne, or in this case, the Iron Throne is basically the customers or the, the mass of customers. And uh, I mean, everybody is kind of copying each other now, right? Airbnb is getting into hotels, the online travel agencies, the Expedias, the bookings, all of them are now trying to add their own inventory of homes and guest bedrooms and all of that and trying to compete with Airbnbs. And Marriott has entered the space as well. They're taking a little bit more of an, a luxury approach, at least for now. They're, you know, Marriott Villas, uh, but they're still, again, competing with a lot of Airbnbs. You could see, I could see a lot of Airbnbs higher end clients uh, going to Marriott if they think that it could be a better experience overall, which maybe it could because Marriott has a lot of, uh, you know, experience with running luxury hotels and now they could apply that same thing and make it basically a luxury villa, a luxury suite. Um, so it's very, very interesting and uh, it very much is like Game of Thrones. It's very cutthroat and overall, I still think that Airbnb is very well positioned uh, to continue to grow versus the other online travel agencies. But at the end of the day, the other uh, OTAs have lots of money and are going to be able to spend and spend and spend to compete with Airbnb, which is always an advantage in itself as well. So that's kind of the, the update on the online travel industry uh, for this week. Let's get into the chip world. So there was a big announcement this week from AMD, which is one of Intel's biggest competitors. Um, Intel announced a new chip. It is called the Ryzen 9 3900X. I know it's a mouthful, but uh, that is their new uh, flagship chip, their top-of-the-line chip. Um, which in testing showed that it was 18% more efficient than Intel's flagship i9. Uh, I forget the, the model number of the top of the line i9, but it's basically Intel's i9 processor, and uh, it was faster. But here's the killer thing. Intel's i9 top of the line chip costs about $1,200. AMD's Ryzen 9 is coming in at $1,200. 
499 500 bucks versus 1200 it's a better chip it's more efficient it's faster for less than half the price that is insane and intel is falling falling very far behind in the consumer space because so amd how they were able to get this done they worked with uh tsm taiwan semiconductor semiconductor manufacturing company uh basically the top of the line manufacturer for chips to create a seven nanometer chip that is currently the 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 standard there's others intel has their 10 nanometer chip uh there's 14 nanometer chips but the 7 is the best as of right now smaller is better in the chip space obviously um and tsm is currently the only company who can manufacture them and the reason why and that's why amd was able to work with them because this chip the ryzen 9 3900x is a 7 nanometer chip which means that in, they have something that Intel cannot offer and it's better and faster, again, at a lower price. And you ask, you know, the question is, why is Intel falling so far behind? Weren't they the, the kings of, of the chip industry, especially in consumer? And the answer was yes, but they took basically a vertical stack approach versus AMD who decided that they're not going to manufacture their own chips they're just going to design them uh, basically Intel still designs and manufactures their own chips while AMD and a lot of others only design them and then they go to a top-of-the-line manufacturer like TSM who has the ability TSM only focuses on manufacturing chips that's why they're able to create the 7 nanometer chip because they only focus on that they could put all their resources in figuring out how to create a chip like that uh, and so intel did this to increase their margins overall but in the long term it's led to them falling behind in an industry where really the only thing that matters is performance benchmarks you can have the cute little intel inside uh stickers and all that and that's great for branding it was a great branding play brilliant when they did it 20 years ago but at the end of the day if your chips are slower and double the price of your competitors people don't care about the stupid sticker and your name they're gonna go with the better chip overall and this actually hurts intel's brand because they went from being the top of the line always the best you want the best chip you go to intel and now that's just not the case and it hasn't been the case for the last few years and it's really uh, disappointing overall because intel should have seen this coming especially because amd saw this coming amd used to manufacture their own chips too but then they split off that company it's called global foundries now and they split it off into a separate uh, its own thing and said we're only going to focus on the designing of chips because we can't uh, split our resources too much and this is amd who's obviously a much smaller company than intel but intel's overall brand is going to be hurt and it has been hurt over the last few years just because they're no longer the top of the line guys they no longer have the best technology the fastest processors in the consumer space and amd is coming after them in the uh cloud space as well they're, they're not ready yet but they could be soon and it's just their intel is getting hit from everywhere and i think intel ultimately is going to have to drop this full stack production of pro approach of designing and manufacturing and they're going to probably have to stick to just designing because i think that they just don't have the resources of a company like tsm uh, or samsung as well who develops these chips uh to focus solely on the manufacturing like they can and ultimately 
Intel's going to have to make a decision. But if they did it to increase their margins, but at the end of the day, it's going to hurt their bottom line if overall sales drop because that's what matters in the end. So short-term profits, again, often lead to long-term pain. That's the problem. I think there's definitely a lesson here. Anyways, guys, that's it for today's episode. I know it wasn't too long, but those were the two main things that I wanted to touch on this week. I will be on the MGR Unplugged podcast again this week. Uh, That episode should be out very soon. If you have not subscribed uh, to that yet, you can search it on any podcast platform you want. MGR Unplugged and subscribe. Uh, If you did enjoy this episode, Please share it uh, with someone who you think would enjoy. And don't forget to subscribe to those email newsletters if they sound interesting to you. Uh, again, link will be in the description. Or you can just go mgredge.com slash join. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. I will see you next time.